0: Minneapolis, fueled by Lucky's Station.
2: With S. R. N. News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. President Trump says his decision to not immediately retaliate against Iran is a show of strength, not weakness. The Trump administration blames
3: Iran for the drone attack on Saudi oil facilities. And even though the president says the U.S. military is prepared, he's reluctant to engage in a military conflict.
4: I think I'm showing great restraint. A lot of people respect it. Some people don't. Some people say, oh, you should go in immediately. And other people are so thrilled at what I'm doing.
3: The president, who has authorized additional economic sanctions on Iran, says he could have easily ordered military strikes, but he
2: and his team continue to weigh the options. Greg Clegston, the White House. The Senate's number two ranking Republican is accusing Democrats of filibustering Trump judicial nominees at a record pace. Senator John Thune says that includes nominees, who later won enough bipartisan support to be easily confirmed.
5: One was confirmed by a unanimous vote of 94 94- to zero. Now, Madam President, if Democrats had a serious reason for their obstruction of the president's judicial nominees, they would not be repeatedly turning around and voting for them.
2: Despite the delays, Thune says just last week the Senate confirmed the 150th Trump judicial nominee. A former American Airlines mechanic who prosecutors say may have links to terrorist organizations has pleaded not guilty to charges. He sabotaged an aircraft as part of a labor dispute. Wearing tan prison garb and listening via headphones to an Arabic
4: translator, Abdul Majid Marouf Ahmed Alati entered the not guilty plea in a Miami federal court. He was charged with sabotaging an aircraft loaded with 150 people to protest labor negotiations that limited his overtime. While he faced no terror-related charges, prosecutors revealed last week they had uncovered information
2: suggesting Alani was sympathetic to terror groups, including ISIS. That's correspondent Wally Hines reporting on Wall Street. The Dow was down 159 on Friday. This is SRN News. AM 1280, The Patriot.
0: Don't miss Sandvold Financial Group's Money Talks radio show, here every Sunday
3: morning at 9. Securities offered through Woodbury Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Sandvold Financial Group is in Minnetonka, 952-544-2837.
6: Are you a writer who's devoted your time to writing a book with Christian morals behind it but need help to get it published? Maybe you wrote a children's book, your memoirs, a devotional, or a mystery with strong moral values at its core. Covenant Books has helped faith-based authors publish, edit, and sell their books through Christian bookstores and major online book retailers. Plus, if you call now at 800-580-1838, we're offering a free author's information kit to help you through the publishing process. Our experienced and dedicated staff will review and notate your manuscript with an editor's eye. Then our page designers will format your book to create the appropriate experience for your readers. And if needed, Covenant's talented illustrators will bring your book to life. Most importantly, Covenant Books will help tell your story by printing, marketing, and distributing your book through specialty Christian bookstores and major online book retailers like Amazon, Apple, and many others. Covenant Books, let us help tell your story. For your free author's information packet, call 800-580-1838. That's 800-580-1838. 800-580-1838.
4: Have you heard about ImplantMiracle.com? It's the local dental office where beautiful, top-quality, long-lasting dental implants cost as low as $2,499 per tooth. Why is that such a big deal? Because when many other places charge $4,000, $5,000, even $6,000 per tooth, our price, as low as $2,499 per tooth, is a great, great deal. Plus, at ImplantMiracle.com, your consultation with the dentist is free. Standard x-rays are free. And if you don't have all of the money on hand right now, come in to see us anyway. Because in most cases, we can provide very easy, very convenient payment options to fit your budget. So please, please do not overpay for dental implants. Instead, come to ImplantMiracle.com, where dental implants are affordable. You're going to love the way they look and feel in your mouth. For more information, please see our website, ImplantMiracle.com. That's ImplantMiracle.com.
7: Need a roof?
3: JTR Roofing. Need siding? JTR Roofing.
7: How about windows?
3: JTR Roofing.
7: The name's not big enough. It should be JTR Roofing, Siding, and Windows.
3: They'd rather have a name that's too small than a price that's too big. For a free estimate, go to roofwithjtr.com. That's roofwithjtr.com.
6: The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management.
1: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Where You Live. I'm Gene Sullivan, broadcasting from the Mutual of Omaha Bank studios. You know, your association members take tremendous pride in their communities, and you can help them maintain that pride with custom financing through Mutual of Omaha Bank. They're a lending expert that's worked with thousands of community associations. So whether you want to purchase real estate or equipment or make repairs to common areas, Mutual of Omaha Bank can meet your needs with a team of dedicated and local professionals. Call Tom Ingbloom at 312-209-2623, Mutual of Omaha Bank, member FDIC. I'm also brought to you by the great folks at Extreme Exteriors and want to say, Hey to the man that makes it happen every uh, week, Trevor K. What's new, What's Trevor? New. Uh, I tried a new beverage the other day. Uh, a new beverage?
3: I did. Yeah, I've been into mixology just a little bit, real, real uh, hobby uh, like. And so, are you
1: taking any classes? In no, this nothing now?
3: formally, just YouTube, okay. YouTube University. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I made an orange marmalade whiskey sour, and boy was that good! <laughs> boy was that good!
1: You'll have to pass that recipe on uh, I'll to me. That, that uh, oh yes, that uh, it's uh, kind of fun. So you just uh, enjoyed it yourself, or did you uh, try it out at a uh, at a uh, party? Because it seems like sometimes. The thing when people are having a few people over for a party is to have the the drink of the day, right? Uh, well, it was
3: me and a good friend over the Who record Quadrophenia. So, so drinks and a record is the way to go, man.
1: There, there, there you go. It was an event all on to its own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, good. Yeah, thanks. Hey, you, uh, do you know uh, who Dear Abby is?
3: Yeah, sure. Dear Abby is the anonymous responder that you know is in newspapers and that kind of thing when people write in questions, right?
1: Yeah, um, but uh, be, you uh, being a, a younger person, a millennial, I, it seems like the importance of Dear Abby has you know gone down quite a bit over the years. Uh, when it first got started, um, I think it was in the 1950s, and I remember as a kid, you know, you I was uh, as a kid, I would always. I uh, want to read uh, two uh, sections: the the funny, uh, the funnies, the comics, and Dear Abby. Those were and the best. That, and yeah. then, as a kid, I was I was done. <laughs> <laughs> but what I liked about Dear Abby was uh, that there was uh, just a lot of just real common sense. And uh, the the older I, I get, the uh, more I begin to appreciate what other people might think as being kind of corny or kind of simple, but I like truths that uh, say something very simply but very powerfully. Mm-hmm. And she had uh, one thing um, someone asked, what is maturity? How Boy, would you
3: describe That's a maturity? tough one. Yeah. Uh, a sense of, let me see, maturity. Uh, a sense of, yeah, well, it includes taking responsibility for your actions, A sense of independence, certainly a part of it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think you've got uh, all of that uh, uh, really uh, wrapped up with what she said here. Uh, She said, uh, what is maturity? It's the ability to stick with a job until it's finished, to do one's duty without being supervised, to be able to carry money without spending it, and to be able to bear an injustice without wanting to get even, I kind of like that.
3: Yeah, that's good. Really succinct too.
1: Yeah, it uh, it, it really is because uh, those are the those are really basically the I was thinking the the qualities of a really good uh, board member in an HOA. Mm. You know, to be able to to be able to uh, know when to save money, to realize that you can't. Uh, that you have to bear an injustice sometimes because people just go off the wall and go kind of wiggy on you. But and you stick to a job until it's done. You know, very simple. But to everybody who is working and volunteering on the board of their HOAs, uh, my hat's off to you for doing that kind of job. And it's with that in mind, that kind of Uh, goes into uh, our story. The first one that we're going to look at today in Property Management in the News. Property Management in the News is brought to you by Will Tarbox from Country Financial in Maple Grove, providing insurance to help you protect what matters most. For quality coverage that's affordable, get a quote today from Will at Country Financial at 763-416-5131. Well, our uh, first uh, story, this is coming from uh, WMBF Channel 32 News in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, an NBC affiliate. Um, and it's entitled that there... That HOAs are requiring real estate agents to break the law. Trevor, go ahead and play the audio. Homeowner associations can set rules and regulations for residents, but in some
6: cases, those laws go against South Carolina state laws.
9: WMBF investigative reporter Samantha Kumar found out how this is the case and what the state is doing about it
10: in a follow-up to her previous HOA investigation. Yeah, Meredith, after my story a few weeks ago looking at how HOAs in our area are regulated, I heard about problems from a lot of homeowners. But this story stood out to me. I found some communities have bylaws that actually conflict with state laws. Now, this raises a lot of questions, not only over how it's allowed to happen, but which law to even follow.
4: We've got uh, Tuscany, Crestwind...
10: A closet full of four sale signs, and each one advertising a different community.
4: Avalon, Carolina Forest, Walker's Woods.
10: But for realtor Rod Smith, these signs are a problem. And it's not just that each one costs close to $100.
4: The big daddy, $185.
10: No, the real issue is
4: And those signs do not meet state law.
10: South Carolina law says when selling real estate, the company name and the franchise needs to appear on the sign next to the phone number. That's correct on these signs, but not on some custom HOA signs.
4: You can actually be reprimanded and fined by um, the Real Estate Commission if you don't do this. Mm -hmm. But when you go into one of these communities and they tell you you must put up one of their signs, it really is a problem for the real estate agent because that's requiring us to break the law.
10: This happens anytime a real estate company sells a home where an HOA has rules about signs. While the rules usually aim to protect owners and keep the area nice, Smith says this rule puts real estate agents and consumers in a tough place.
4: Homeowners associations are good. Typically, they're going to allow the property values to stay high in a neighborhood because they have certain rules and regulations, but there can be an overreach.
10: Real estate agent and South Carolina representative Lee Hewitt introduced a bill earlier this year that would keep HOA rules from superseding state law.
2: The biggest pushback is that the HOAs want their rules and regulations to prevail, mm-hmm. and which is interesting concept.
10: Hewitt says HOAs have a strong lobby in Columbia and have raised some concerns over what this bill would signal. You
2: know, the signs are just one talking point, but there are a lot of other subjects of that, that that could cover.
10: Do you think maybe that's also why there's been some pushback? Because if we open this can of worms, you know what else could be open? Oh,
2: I think there's no doubt.
10: The bill is still waiting for a full committee vote, and in the meantime, real estate agents are caught in the middle.
1: So, folks, what do you think about this? Is this uh, really uh, another example of a homeowner association uh, board's overreach? Are realtors uh, really at uh, the whim And uh, irregular requirements of a board of directors in this case, are they being forced to break a law? Well, we're going to cover what's really going on here, but we're going to take a break right now. So don't go away. You're listening to Where You Live on AM 1280, The Patriot. We'll be back after this. AM
0: 1280, The Patriot. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You
1: Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most, right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM
0: 1280, The Patriot.
5: Terrorism, radical jihad, nuclear instability. The United States faces these and many other global dangers nearly every day. Larry Elder here. And while it may seem like these international threats are beyond our borders, we face greater risks against the Constitution and the rule of law right here at home. Radical socialism, illegal immigration, racial divides, social infighting. These and other dangers plague the bedrock of our great nation as bad actors want nothing more than to destroy our way of life from the inside. We are facing a war for America's soul. And now is the time to continue the fight for conservative ideals and morals. Join me, Larry Elder, for an event to help you give an intelligent answer to attacks
0: from the far left. The War for America's Soul Tour, supported by Serenity Home Interiors, is coming to Bloomington October 22nd. You'll discover intelligent responses to the culture assaults we're facing. Reserve your seats today at am1280thepatriot.com.
7: This event is supported by Serenity Home Interiors.
9: to talk with all by myself no one to walk with but I'm at on the shell misbehaving my
8: love for you You're listening to where you live with Gene Sullivan.
1: Welcome back to where you live Gene Sullivan here broadcasting from the Mutual of Omaha Bank Studios. This show is also brought to you by extreme exteriors. You know, you can count on extreme exteriors for expert installation of exterior siding, roofing, soffits, fascia decks, windows, and more. With their knowledge and experience, they can design the perfect solution. To make your home beautiful and energy efficient, saving you maintenance and money for years to come, give them a call at 763-441-1334. And tell them Gene sent you. Before we uh, get back into delving into uh, this situation with uh, uh, realtors and homeowner associations in South Carolina, our board members uh, uh, causing and making uh, real estate agents break state law. Well, we'll talk about that in a moment. But it's time now to hear from the Community Associations Institute. Here is the CAI Minute. So, we're talking about this story. South Carolina, it seems like a a number of HOAs have gotten to the point where they've said if you're going to be uh, selling your home, uh, we just don't want any realtor putting up any sign and having it look kind of junky. And we've got some concerns. And uh, so, uh, for the sake of continuity and conformity, A number of HOAs apparently down there have uh, started to say, "We'll design the the color, the shape, the size of the sign. You, Mister or uh, Miss Realtor, just need to buy it, purchase it from us." And that's what's happening. I guess it's a thing there. I haven't heard have not heard of it here, but uh, it appears to be a thing there. Okay, and so uh, first question that. Uh, came to my mind as I was listening to this story is what is one of the hallmark expectations that a person has in living in an HOA? It's the very thing I just said, to maintain the appearance, isn't it? The continuity, the conformity of the structure, the control of what one looks out at in their neighborhood. That's one of the first things that people appreciate and want in their HOA and it's been my experience in this industry now for almost 35 years that in the area of advertising a home for sale in an HOA that the size of the sign, the location of the sign, even whether or not you can have a sign are all under the control of the homeowners association because it also can be said, just like uh, I just mentioned that the hallmark expectation that people had, have is for continuity and conformity, okay? One of the other uh, hallmarks of the, one of the greatest misconceptions that people have and that they forget is the fact that an HOA has self-governing rules and regulations that are established by a majority of the homeowners who want and appreciate that rule or regulation. Do you think that uh, when pets aren't allowed in an HOA, it's only because a few wish to make that so? Not at all. I've talked uh, before about a situation where uh, a few... uh, Board members uh, thought that was the case a number of years ago, and they said, uh, we're going to just change the rule and say no pets in a townhome association. And then uh, the next month, that just happened to be the annual meeting for the owners where they couldn't get a quorum. All of a sudden, 85% were in attendance saying, no, you don't. You can't do that. And, uh, and the uh, majority, the wishes of the majority prevailed. It's the same with signs as well. I have another example, uh, an association that uh, I used to manage years ago in Minneapolis. In the first few years <coughs> excuse me, that uh, that association was established, the uh, developer had put in a rule that stated that uh, there were to be no for sale signs. And uh, during uh, uh, political elections, there were to be no political signs on the property. Well, what do you think happened? Well, homeowners got together, and within the first uh, one or two years of the association being established, it was at a annual meeting of the homeowners. That was one of the first things to go. So when you take a look at what the rules and regulations are in an HOA, I uh, am of the belief that a majority of the time it's because uh, the will of the majority has spoken, and so the board is just following through on that. You know, there are a lot of good reasons uh, not to have a sign or to be concerned with uh, a lawn sign. Uh, you say, well, what is it? What what big deal is it to, to place a lawn sign in front of a home? Well, the first one that we've already talked about is... People think it looks tacky, uh, especially in a you know townhome association. You have a row of homes closely together, and you have a few homes that are for sale, and they're all uh, a different color, and uh, they all kind of stand out. It just kind of looks kind of tacky. People don't like that. That are living in the HOA, okay. Uh, What are some other reasons? Well, you've got to be careful for the irrigation system. You know, uh, those uh, lawn sign companies uh, come in and they have an auger that they just uh, punch a hole down in uh, the ground to be able to set something down about a foot and a half, two feet down, drop that sign in, and then, you know, go away. But uh, you've got irrigation system lines uh, that aren't necessarily ones that are able to be identified by companies that detect utility gas electric lines. You know, there's a company called Gopher Gopher State One that helps uh, identify that. But that can be difficult with the homeowners association because they don't have the, the ability to find out where all of those lines are. And then it begs the question, what if a irrigation line is punctured? Okay, that's a hassle to get repaired. And who's going to pay for it? I guarantee you, the seller, the owner of the place, is going to be pointing a finger to the realtor. The realtor is going to be pointing a finger to the sign company. The sign company is going to say, I don't know where anything is and I, uh, I haven't made uh, any uh, promises. Okay, and so that gets to be kind of an issue. How about when the transaction is done and the sign needs to be uh, removed? I guarantee you a majority of the time that uh, owners have never asked the question or cared about finding out who's going to patch the hole. Because now you've got a hole in the front yard. Association doesn't like it. Do you think the new homeowner says, "Uh, I want to to, uh, be responsible for taking care of it? Well, uh, so the realtor's done the sign company's done, they're all out of there. So HOAs have said, you know, it's because of this and for all of these reasons I've talked about, that's why we have to get involved, even in something as simple as the placement of a sign. But I must admit, you know, I haven't before uh, the other day heard or seen about an HOA making the demand, you've got to use our signs, you've got to buy them from us. Like I said, it's not a thing here, but apparently it is a thing in South Carolina. So what do you think of this idea? Would you like to see it come here? To me, it seems uh, like this whole story is a bunch of people who have made this a much bigger deal than it needs to be. But uh, again, as I search weekly for stories uh, to talk about on this show week after week. This one certainly caught my eye. The headline says HOAs require real estate agents to break the law. Is that what is happening? Are HOAs requiring realtors to break the law? We're going to continue to talk about that, but we're going to take another break. So don't go away. You're listening to Where You Live on AM 1280 The Patriot. We'll be back in a few.
0: AM1280 the Patriot.
6: Minnesota Exteriors Commercial partners with associations and management companies for their siding, roofing, and window projects. Minnesota Exteriors Commercial is a family-owned business with combined experience of over 70 years. Their teams provide quality service, expert workmanship, and top-of-the-line products to help restore and maintain multifamily properties. A 100,000-square-foot distribution center ensures the projects will be completed on time with the highest quality products at the most competitive price. Contact MinnesotaExteriors.com.
9: Many financial services companies say they're unique.
0: Michelle Malkin arrives at the Ames Center in Burnsville on Tuesday, the 24th. So be sure to get your tickets today at am1280thepatriot.com.
8: An Evening with Michelle Malkin is supported by Serenity Home Interiors.
7: What do basketball,
10: choir, drama club, and marching band all have in common? They're all high school activities that offer learning opportunities not necessarily found in the classroom. They take up just a fraction of a typical Minnesota high school's budget, and they go a long way to giving young people the tools they need to thrive. High school activities, they're more than extracurricular.
7: They're extra important,
10: too. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association.
2: Parade of Homes.
10: Your new home is waiting on the Parade of Homes tour hundreds of new homes going on now. Pick up your free guidebook at Holiday and plan your tour at paradeofhomes.org.
7: Sponsored by U.S. Bank.
5: Setting the standard in association management. That's new concepts. Their professional staff is dedicated to top-notch customer care. This dedication has made them the leader at providing services to housing associations and homeowners. Your association may be looking for help with administration, consulting, financials, public relations, or vendor management. With over 140 years of combined experience, New Concepts is prepared to help you with all of your association needs, whatever they may be. New Concepts also offers construction, remodeling, maintenance, home staging, and real estate services. For all your association management or homeowner needs, call New Concepts. You can reach them at 952-922-2500. That's 952-922-2500. Or online at newconceptsgroup.com. Newconceptsgroup.com. New concepts, setting the standard in association management and providing innovations beyond.
1: You- You're driving me crazy.
8: You're listening to Where You Live with Gene Sullivan.
1: Welcome back to Where You Live. Gene Sullivan here broadcasting from the Mutual of Omaha Bank Studios. This show is also brought to you by Extreme Exteriors. We're talking about uh, this story in uh, South Carolina. And uh, realtors are throwing their hands up in the air saying, uh, it's not not our fault. It's, uh, you know, HOAs are requiring... Us to break the law, and we just don't think it's right. I don't think that the, I think this is a big non story, and this is nothing more than realtors who are trying under the guise of saying that uh, they're being coerced uh, by the big bad HOA uh, boards uh, are just trying to get the law changed so that they can put any kind of sign in an HOA that they wish. And, and I just talked in the last uh, segment. Some things that are concerns that are very real that HOAs have to deal with after the sale and after uh, uh, an HOA, uh, a realtor has left. Um, and there are some issues that need to be uh, cleaned up, need to be addressed. And a lot of times uh, they aren't. And so HOAs have, in South Carolina have said, no, we're going to be a little bit more direct and you're going to get a sign from us so that we have a little bit more control. But they're saying that uh, you're causing us to break the law. Okay? Uh, So, how is this happening? Okay? Um, Well, the realtor, uh, who uh, was uh, very willing to get in front of the camera in this story uh, for this piece, said the HOA is uh, charging us Number one, they said, a lot more than I usually pay for a sign. So first thing out of the gate is, well, we're to feel bad for the realtor that they've got a shell somewhere between 100 and they said in some cases $185 for a sign. Okay, but do we really feel bad uh, when you're talking about, let's say, a very modest home of about $200,000 in cost? The average commission on that is between eight to twelve thousand dollars. If you're talking about a three hundred thousand dollars home, it's between twelve and eighteen thousand dollars. The fact that they may have to pay an additional hundred to one hundred and eighty five dollars for advertising at the property, I guarantee you they, they pay more than that easily for some of the digital advertising. Or some of the advertising that's still done in home shopper magazines. But then we're told uh, by uh, the, the uh, news journalists that uh, the real issue really isn't about the price. Okay, if it isn't, why did you bring it up? They say it's all about how the realtor's hands are tied to break consumer protection laws because it is required that the name of the real estate firm and uh, agent's name is clearly displayed. It must always be displayed uh, because it is, uh, it is very important to make sure that uh, anybody in any transaction knows Who's responsible? Who's involved in this sale? And then, of course, if you were to take a look at that uh, news piece on Channel 32 News in Myrtle Beach, you would see uh, the camera pan uh, a shot showing all the different signs, each one showing how this one realtor has broken the law repeatedly. But it got me to thinking, I I am a broker, and I have been in the past a realtor for many years. And I can attest that it is true that there are consumer protection laws, and that is a big deal. It is important, and I don't want to minimize that at all. Like I said, when you're dealing, think about it, a transaction as large as a purchase of the home, for most people... It's going to be the largest uh, thing, uh, item that they ever buy in their life, okay? And with that kind of money, exchanging hands, and there are commissions that are involved for people in helping to sell, it's important for every potential buyer to know who's involved in the transaction and who's disseminating the information on the home. So they have a point. You can't just say, it's for sale and here's the number and that's what is on a number of those hoa signs but what i can un- cannot understand is the narrative of how real estate agents are being forced into breaking the law why do i say that the realtor code of ethics begins by saying that the that the code of ethics establishes obligations that may be higher than those mandated by law. However, if there were a law in conflict, the obligations of the law must take precedence. That's in their code of ethics. Later on, they have a section that's called Standard Practice. And in Section 19 of Standard Practice, it makes it very clear Realtors shall not knowingly during their professional relationship with a client do anything that has the intention of a client breaking the law. So it should be the case that any and all realtors in South Carolina who are simply crying to the camera and to legislators that they're being forced to. To break the law. What a bunch of children. Uh, these are people who are just saying, Tommy made me keep information off of the real estate sign. I mean, come on. In those instances, the realtor uh, should have uh, simply said to the seller, uh, I'm sorry, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, but because the HOA is not allowing us to put on the name of our firm and who's involved in the sale, we cannot put a real estate sign, cannot put that real estate sign on your property because it would be against the law. Now, if realtors were saying that, what do you think would have happened? Oh, I guarantee you, maybe not in the very first couple of sales, but eventually the members of the HOA would be standing up and saying at board meetings and at their next annual meeting of the members, we don't like this rule. We want to see it change because we think it's important when we are at that point of selling that a lawn sign is put there and we've got to have that information in there. But uh, is that what happened? Did people go back to their HOA? No, that would be an inconvenience. Members of the HOA would have to be an adult. Take time, get involved to changing the governance of their HOA. I mean, whoever heard of the ludicrous notion of actually getting involved in something called self-governance? Now, I also wish to point out a few other statements that make me scratch my head. For instance, the statement made by State Representative Lee Hewitt, who also is a realtor, by the way, so I don't know if his uh, wanting to pen this uh, legislation is necessarily without a little bit of a conflict of interest. He he says, can you believe that an HOA wants their rules and regulations to prevail? Trevor, play clip two.
10: Real estate agent and South Carolina representative Lee Hewitt introduced a bill earlier this year that would keep HOA rules from superseding state law.
2: The biggest pushback is that the HOAs want their rules and regulations to prevail, hmm. and which is interesting concept.
1: Wow, can you believe that, folks? Oh, I can't believe that uh, they. HOAs actually want their rules and regulations to prevail. Uh, Is that anything different than what you want at the state legislature, State Representative Hewitt? And then he says, What an interesting concept. (laughs) I can't believe it. And secondly, listen to the statement. That was made by this reporter, Trevor Plake, clip three.
10: Now, if passed, Hewitt says the bill would not prevent HOAs from creating rules about signs or anything else. Its aim is to make sure the state-required information is included in the signs so that real estate companies don't have to violate state law just to sell a house.
1: Did you hear that? They said, uh, we're not saying that HOAs can't control the signs. We're just saying that it has to be established that they uh, put in there a line or several lines uh, that uh, cover state laws in uh, consumer protection on who has the listing. Now, I have no problem with that, nor would others, when that is explained in that manner. I bet you my bottom dollar that this thing is about the color, the shape, the size of the signs. That's the real issue with the HOAs and why the HOAs want to have, want to have control and saying we're going to put the we want to say what signs go in there, It's not the information. And if all that people did is actually go to their HOAs and actually ask them, to uh, and state that it needs to be in there, I'm sure most HOAs would prevail. But no, instead, it's being a bigger deal than it needs to be, and it's going all the way to the state legislature. But as that one uh, reporter said, she said, it is not about, she said, uh, saying that HOAs can't control the signs. I beg to differ with you. I had an opportunity to take a look at Representative Hewitt's bill, House Bill 3203, and it states, and I quote, Regardless of any restrictive covenant, a homeowner or tenant may display any for sale sign, any for sale sign, on the premise of any real property, intended to be sold so as Mr. Hewitt alludes to our HOA organizations rising up against this bill well yes not just uh, because HOAs as a privately held corporation have their right to self-governance because they do with the caveat that they aren't breaking other state and local laws And if things were stated like that reporter said that law was, there probably wouldn't be any issue. But it doesn't say that. Representative Hewitt is being disingenuous. The bill, in its original language, and actual language, is saying that any sign can be put on there. So this is nothing more than bad legislation. To be able to put up any sign and no matter uh, whether or not it is an owner or renter did you catch that too it said uh, it said regardless of any restricted covenant a homeowner or tenant may display any for sale sign what does a renter have to do in selling a property if the if the bill instead merely mentioned that while an HOA may regulate the size shape and location of the for sale sign, it must also comply with state consumer protection laws. That, in my opinion, would be a go. That would be a compromise that would make sense. Representative Hewitt would see that there weren't people who were up against this bill because it made good sense. But it'll be interesting to see what happens. Well, hey, let's take another break. Don't go away. We've got one more segment of where you live. We'll be back after these messages. AM
0: 1280 The Patriot.
1: I had never been a trader, I hadn't even really studied a whole lot, and so I was I was brand new to this. My name's Sam, I'm a student with OTA.
0: Tell me why you decided to take classes from Online Trading Academy.
1: I just was kind of at a crossroads, I wanted to uh, look for my next business opportunity, and uh, financial markets had always just kind of appealed to me. Actually what's nice about everything here with OTA, they can teach you to trade with very small amounts of money. Uh, and really build everything up from the ground floor. So you really don't need a lot of money to get going with this. Really amazing instructors.
5: How has Online Trading Academy changed your
1: life? I'm a little bit more in control of my destiny going forward. I'm not quite as worried about contract to contract. and know that I have some other sources
9: of income.
2: Call today for a free investing class at 952-814-4410 or go to learnwithota.com.
8: you're listening to where you live with gene sullivan
1: welcome back to where you live with gene sullivan i'm broadcasting from the mutual of omaha bank studios and the show's brought to you by Extreme Exteriors, Uh, we've got just a few more minutes on the clock here before we wrap up today's show. And um, we had uh, some uh, listeners that uh, wanted uh, me to go into a little bit further uh, detail uh, with a story that I covered at the end of last week's show. If you remember, uh, this was uh, dealing with uh, down close to Tampa Bay, Florida. A police officer owns a home in an HOA. They're told by the association you can't park your cruiser in the driveway. Okay? Uh, and uh, the uh, HOA is called the Cross Point Homeowners Association. Uh, the married couple are both in law enforcement. They have a cruiser that they use for the job. And uh, the association has, uh, as we've talked about, as one of its responsibilities and a core responsibility, preserving a uniform. Attractive look throughout the neighborhood, and so they have said that there are no commercial. There can be only residential vehicles parked at any given time, and so a uh, so that means that uh, you know uh, you have uh, plumbing vans and other uh, people that are in the trades. They can't park their car there at night because it's um, it's not a residential car. Well, now you've got a cruiser. That's not a residential car either. So they said, well, can you, the HOA said, we'd like you to to park it elsewhere. Well, what these people did is they did the right thing. They went to their HOA uh, and uh, they asked for a variance. They, uh, you know, they said we'd like to get a variance on that. And the HOA did. They said, hey, you'll get an, uh, a variance that... Uh, You get to park uh, a cruiser in your driveway as long as you own the home. But I want it to be clear that after this, that if uh, after you sell the home, that uh, that isn't going to automatically uh, continue on. That uh, that variance uh, goes with whoever the next owner is. Well, now some other people are making a bigger deal out of it than it is. To me, again, it's a non-story. It should be case closed. It's a perfect example of an HOA running at its best. Someone doesn't like something, what do they do? They civilly go before their HOA board, ask for a variance. And a variance is given because in their circumstances they say, yes, it makes sense. But they said it's not going to necessarily stay forevermore, amen, And now other people are up in arms and they're making it a big deal. And then they went to the news media and said, this has got to change. And people went to the state legislature and said, come on, this whole thing has got to change. Okay. Uh, So why do you think of this? Uh, Do you think that that's uh, reasonable? You know, uh, the response of this board to take to uh, take the position That they did and to uh, rescind it and give this special thing, I think is quite uh, is uh, was uh, was a a good thing. Okay. now uh, to begin with, uh, I will say uh, in the story, it did color a little bit differently. The board, um, it was understood that uh, these people had a had a grandfathered in clause. Then a new board got on. And then they said, we're going to undo the grandfather clause, that variance. And uh, the uh, people, the the uh, two people who are uh, uh, police officers, went back before the board and asked for a reconsideration, and they got that reconsideration. So it was, uh, so I will admit, there was that one point where uh, a new board came in and uh, without thinking, They said, we don't like this, and they weren't uh, considering what had taken place before with, or didn't care what had taken place, what had been established with another board, and they said, we're going to just do away with it. And what's interesting is, in the end, the right thing happened, I think. Uh, Good things prevailed. And uh, and to me is a good reminder that if you're on the board of a homeowners association, there's a fiduciary responsibility that uh, you have. Uh, it's not a matter of when you get on the board, uh, you get to do whatever you want because now you're the lord of the manor. This is your fiefdom. It's not that at all, okay? You're not lord potentates of the community. They did act incorrectly, and it uh, uh, looks like they you know, took uh, a license, uh With this, and went overboard, but what took place afterwards was very good. It ended well because it ended civilly. But the idea that now there was uh if you uh read this story, found out more, it said that there were uh state legislator uh, legislators who got incensed and now were getting involved, and I think over the top uh because it's what politicians love to say right. Uh, they hear something that they think is wrong. The first thing a politician says is, we will come to your rescue. We will save you. We will make a law. And uh, the state representative uh, in this case, who was uh, Chris Sprouls and state Senator Ed Hooper from the same district, what did they say? We will make sure folks like this are protected so this doesn't happen to another family. And that, to me, is the misnomer that happens in politics over and over again. The purpose of self-governance, and we have self-governance at state level as well as an HOA, is that if something isn't quite right, we have the ability, have the freedom of speech we have the ability to associate with groups. We have uh, the ability to politic, to uh, influence other people, and to talk about an issue to see that things are changed. Okay? And um, and so uh, I don't know that I really uh, like, nor do I really appreciate, in most instances, not all, but most instances, I will say for state legislators get often get involved way too often than they should in making a law because they all say the same thing, we don't want to see this happen again. Well, there is no law that is ever created that will never uh, cause something to happen again. We have laws against murder, but that doesn't mean it doesn't take place. We have laws uh, about uh, guns and their use, but that doesn't mean that they're not abused. Folks, there never can be any one law in place. Self-governance is best when people get involved. In this particular case, the story was great because people who were interested, who lived there in the HOA, did that. And that, to me, was a great example of self-governance at its best, done civilly, the way an HOA ought to run. Well, that's all the time I have for today's show. Thanks for joining me, as always. Have a great rest of your weekend. And uh, I hope you can join me here next Saturday on Where You Live.
6: How sweet it is to be
5: Did you know that 45% of consumers look at your online reviews, comments, and feedback to decide if they want to do business with you and your company? I'm Mick Anderson, General Manager of Salem Media Group Twin Cities, and I want to introduce you to Salem Surround, the next generation to answer to digital marketing for your local business. Salem Surround can help your company get the most out of their online reviews and reputation. Call Alyssa for more information at 651-289-4406.
4: Are you having trouble finding a commercial asphalt and concrete contractor for needed repairs before winter? ACI can get your commercial repairs done before the snow flies and ACI provides dates for your repairs within 72 hours of acceptance of proposed repairs. ACI is also auditioning employees for even bigger demand next year. Visit us online at ACIasphalt.com or in person at our Maple Grove, Minnesota or Roberts, Wisconsin
0: offices. And remember, if you don't work with ACI, it's your own asphalt. AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Fueled by Lucky.